Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Truth Galatians Tough Love Notes. I am your host, comedian Arana the Virgo. This pod. Podcast is for God's people. This podcast is spiritual encouragement for those who seek God and God's will for their life. This podcast is for people out there who are new converts to the Christian faith. Brother, sister, I love you. And I'm so excited about your decision to live a godly life. And God has called me to love on you and be spiritually responsible for your spiritual growth and maturity. This podcast is for people who feel spiritually estranged from their faith. These people feel spiritually estranged from their faith and they're looking to be a part of a soul family. I'm 35 years in with my walk with Christ and I've lived all the previous mentioned stages of development. Either I am you right now or I've been you, such as back when I was a new Christian convert. My assignment is to seek you out and steer you back to God because he loves you. He misses you and he wants the best for you. My goal of this podcast is to aid and facilitate in your spiritual recovery and your spiritual maintenance because this is a daily walk. Every day we walk with him. Every day we lean on him. We depend on him and by faith we grow with him. If you enjoyed this podcast, I highly suggest you check out my website, which is www.aranathevirgo.com. That's spelled www.aaronathevirgo.com. Check that website out to see more of what I'm about and how you can support this podcast, which is simply sow a seed of gratitude. You can also check out my YouTube channel, Arana the Virgo, and subscribe or join my YouTube membership for additional perks and services. Thank you for choosing to listen to Truth Relations Tough Love Notes, and I hope today's episode blesses you. Let's begin. I'm feeling Missy like this got me Missy high. I want to stack up all my chips and live that Missy life. I'm getting green. Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, comedian Arana the Virgo. Welcome to another edition of Tough Love Notes, also the Truth Relations podcast. Um, Today, I am doing a number of things, and I had a lot of false starts today. Uh, I tried to do this at home a little earlier, and then uh, things just wasn't feeling right, and then I got busy 
and I started, you know, doing other things. And I was like, I think this is one of the days that I'm going to do it in the car. And I've been having this feeling that I need to probably do one or two in the car, you know, and, and get and just get it out the way so I could get over all the anxiety. of I don't really want to do it in the car. But when you get time and when you get called to share the message, you share the message. And God actually gave me this uh, two days ago. Um, and that was another reason why I just, I couldn't just let it sit on me and not share it or say it or what have you. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm taking time. I'm pulling over. I'm going to make the video and then I'm going to post the video. Okay. So here goes. God has been leading me to explain Peter, um, more so Peter, but also Peter and Paul and show how over the course of time, right? Things in the Bible and real human traits that the disciples had, et cetera, et cetera, uh, gets watered down so that in today's society, we won't take heed or we won't, we will feel dismissed or displaced from it, right? We'll feel distance from it. Like, oh, well, that was back in those times. That was back what that is. And what I want to keep calling your attention to, the enemy is a liar and a copycat, okay? Um, the enemy doesn't care about you exhibiting world behavior and, and absorbing some Christianity, having some godlike traits, right? The enemy would rather have you misinformed so that even when you get Christian-like traits or Christian-like information, you misuse it or you don't apply it to your life because you don't fully understand it. Um, he's the author of confusion, okay? So his job is to create division and misunderstandings, okay? So um, when I was reading Acts a little earlier today, that's when it got redeposited in my spirit. Oh yeah, what I was gonna share before uh, about Peter. I, I'm at this point where I'm calling him Uncle Peter at this point because <laughs> uh, as I'm going through my journey of... Um, getting even more intimate with God and God is like, Arana, as long as we've been kicking it, as long as I've known you and take care of you, as long as you've been in communion with me, call me father. I'm your heavenly father. I'm your father. I'ma love you more and do more for you than anybody out here in this world. Haven't I already? So what's it gonna take for you to open your heart to me more and treat me like your heavenly father. And so that's when, you know, light bulb goes off and it's like, well, yeah, if we're all children of God, if we're all children of God, and when we're accepted into the kingdom and we've accepted Jesus and we've accepted him as our savior and we profess with our mouths and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. Yeah, we are our family. We're all in God's family. So that means like Peter and all the other disciples, that's that's unking them, okay? And you know, y'all know Peter's my favorite, all right? I, I always saw uh, my own personal character traits in Peter's life as I was coming up and reading the Bible, okay? Amen. So I was brought back to the day of Pentecost. One of my favorite moments of the Bible, obviously, <laughs> uh, because it's the day of Pentecost. It's the day we all receive the Holy Spirit. And one of the reasons why we are who we are today is because Jesus kept his promise of, of imparting us with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus speaks about the Holy Spirit, he always refers to it as the gift. Okay. When you read the book of Acts, the first chapter of Acts, Acts in one, it's okay. Let me, let me slow down and reverse. 
The whole book of Acts is important because it's the first book after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? So um, Jesus came, he walked the earth, he performed the miracles, he, he did his father's work, he represented God at all times, he was without sin, he was God in human flesh, he kicked it with everybody, he loved more, judged less, he wasn't, he, he didn't approve everything. And I want to make that very clear because Jesus was very loving extremely loving and jesus came along to show us better ways to live so we can all have life and have it more abundantly i come that you might have life more abundantly he wanted to show people hey this life is a gift and i'm keeping you here because i want you to experience this my father he's keeping you here because he wants you to experience this here's the ways where you can get the most out this thing yes there's going to be trials tribulations we're going to be pressed on every side yes but there are different ways that you can do this. So you can have a little bit more joy in your heart, a little bit more peace in your spirit, and, and enjoy a little bit more fun and exuberance and life while you're in this thing called life. And then when it's over, we're going to really have that lit party I was telling you about, okay? It's going to be everlasting life. And when my father do things, he don't do nothing small. He do everything big. So we got that big reward for you. But Ain't no sense in you being down here every day and being miserable. That's not how we roll. That's not how we doing things. So I'm going to show you some ways, give you some game so that you could do that, right? Jesus did that and he was faithful. He did that. So then when he did something that nobody could ever do, even though people have tried to downplay it and there's all kind of sectors of culture and cults and all kind of stuff that tried to recreate it, all right? He died, he resurrected, and rose again on the third day. We're around that time of, day, of the year. It's this season, all right, where that miracle happened, okay? Amen. And so the book of Acts is very important because the book of Acts is the first chapter where all the disciples get back together and convene because now that Jesus has died, now that he, came, he resurrected and came and met them in Galilee and was walking around, talking to them face-to-face, -face, showing his his nail prints in his hands and his feet. They're getting to see him. They're getting to touch him. He's walking. He's talking. We saw you die. We saw what they did to you. We saw the way they disrespectfully killed you. But now you walking around and you hanging out with us. And in Acts chapter one, it says in the first chapter, he kicked it with them for 40 days. He didn't just get off the cross and <laughs> show up like ta-da and then go <laughs> fly off into a cloud somewhere and leave. No, no, no. He hung out. For 40 days. Four is the number of direction. Four is the number of foundation. Four is the number of clarity. That's very important. God's word is always true. Make sure y'all check that out and peep that game, okay? In Acts chapter 1, verse 3, it says, he kicked it with them for 40 days. And before he left, on the last day he was with them, he had another meal with them. You know, he always going to bring the food and the fun. Make sure y'all get fulfilled. He was like, look, don't leave Jerusalem. Like, make sure you stay. And I'm going to impart the gift that my father said he was going to give to you. Just make sure you stay and receive that gift. He was talking about the Holy Spirit, right? And that's in Acts chapter 1, all right? Acts chapter 2, uh, some other things happened because they also had to have a meeting in the upper room to decide, okay, Judas betrayed us. What are we going to do? We got to replace him. It's 11 of us. It's supposed to be 12 of us, all that. Yes, Peter denied him three times, but we roll with Peter. We know what Peter heart is. Peter is down with the squad. Peter's gang gang. So Peter's good, right? So then Peter got up first. All right. And Peter got up and preached on, at the meeting. Because <laughs> Peter don't play no games. Okay. Yo, 
This whole ministry is about forgiveness. I didn't, I've, I've seen and witnessed the miracle of Christ. I played myself doing something I even told him to his face I wasn't going to do because I loved him so much. I couldn't even see myself doing that. But when the moment came and when the pressure came, I folded. And I feel like I'm foul for that. And I can't forgive myself for, for that. But he walked around, saw me, and he shook my hand, and and and, and I, I witnessed this. Now that I've witnessed this miracle, oh, I'm going to make sure don't nobody ever forget this miracle. I'm going to represent this till my casket drop. All right? Peter is amazing, okay? Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I, I'm going somewhere with this, but remind, put a pin in there. I got to come back to it because now I'm getting all the way excited. Because uh, it's leading to another thing God wanted me to share, but, I, you know. I'm trying to get it all together and put it in small videos where it's digestible. Okay. So we're still in Acts. All right. So that happens all in Acts chapter one. All right. What I will say before I move forward, Peter gets excited in the meeting. Peter starts quoting the Psalms and that, that is all the way something deep in his own right. I'm going to elaborate in a minute, but Peter started quoting Psalms. He started pulling from Psalms, right? Because he was like this. We knew this day was going to come. And hallelujah, this day came. And we, we, we were witness. So we got work to do. Amen. They moved to Acts chapter 2. It's the day of Pentecost. So in the day of Pentecost, they were, you know, having church. They heard a strong wind and a mighty blow. And then all of a sudden... The, the overwhelming wind came and everybody started talking in different tongues and they was like, oh snap, people look like they drunk. What's going on? Then Peter again. Peter was a leader, dude. Even before he uh, fully accepted his role as a leader, excuse me, I'm trying to check something. He, uh, even before he fully, before he fully accepted his role as a leader, uh, Jesus saw it on him and Peter stepped right into it. The, the minute it was time for action, okay? Peter gets up. Peter starts addressing the crowd. Peter's like, hey, man, it's 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 the middle of the afternoon. Ain't nobody drunk. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. Then, then Peter starts quoting Joel, okay? Young men will uh, dream, will have visions. Old men will dream dreams. People will prophesy. There will be mirrors and wonders. I will pour out my spirit. He said, Joel prophesies this thing. This is exactly what Joel was talking about. This is what's going on. He goes further and starts quoting Psalms again, starts pulling out from the Psalms, okay? And then after Peter, you know, preaches and, and, and tells them, yo, this is the promise and we are living in it right now. Give God glory. I, yeah, we speaking in different tongues. We all overwhelmed. We all excited. We feel excited. But God kept his promises, all of them. Not only, and this is why he was quoting Old Testament, not only the Old Covenant from Old Testament, not only the Jewish promise, but now he's, he's making it available to everybody, Gentiles, everybody. This is a beautiful thing, right? When Peter gets done preaching, 3,000 people got saved. Okay, 3,000 reduces to three. There goes that number again. But anyways, one more thing. Acts chapter two, verse 42 or verse 43. I'll put it in the description box below. Peter says specifically, and I got to pause for a second. Okay, this is the part that gets me very excited. And once again, I'll put all the, the verses in the description box below. But I just can't sit on this. Like I said, God gave this to me two days ago, y'all. And 
I got overwhelmed in other things that was going on. They were all important things. So praise God. Things that I needed to do got done. Praise God, right? Um, and I just couldn't let the things that I had to do today stand in the way of me making this video right now. I can edit it. I can put it out. God is in control. It'll be all right. But I can't sit on it no more. So I got to get it out. All right. So thank you for your time and attention. I appreciate y'all. Um, I say that to say this. Uh, and I might be pronouncing it wrong. I'm going to just spell it and try to say it to the best of my ability. The apocryph, the, 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 uh, uh, ap apocrypha, the apocrypha, the apocrypha, the apocrypha or the apocrypha. It's A-P-O-C-R-Y-H-A. I'm going to put it in the description box below. People know what I'm talking about. But when I was growing up, right, um, I remember hearing a whole lot of talk about, well, the Bible don't have all the books in the Bible. There's some books in the Bible that they ain't even put in the Bible. So how we know the Bible true? How we know the Bible real? How we know? How we know? How we know? Right? Here goes the, the accreditation to the faithful servants, the faithful believers who understood the glory of this message, the, uh, the glory of this good news and stayed faithful to pass it down generations to generations to generations. This is why this is so important. This is why this video is so important. This is why people who are doing ministry and people who are speaking the word of God, the gospel, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in whatever way they're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why it's important. When I was coming up, and I was a younger, a younger Christian, right? You would hear all these things. Well, you know, there's books of the Bible missing. There's books of the Bible missing. How we know, how we know, how we know, right? It's called the Apocrypha or the Apocrypha. I'm ghetto. So ap Apocrypha, you know, I, people who know, you know, okay? Amen. But um, I never knew what that was until a few years ago. <laughs> I'm, I, no cap. I always, you know, people always would say that and people would always say, they didn't put all the books in. They just put the books they want to put in. How we know, how we know all that jazz, right? But God is so good and God is so faithful. God does everything in his own time. God answered those questions for me that I used to have when I was younger. Like, well, if there's books in the Bible, why are they missing? You know, that's that was, that was my perspective and my question as a newer believer, right? As somebody young in Christ, right? Now that I have my spiritual abilities, mm -hmm, amen. Now that I know how to talk to God on speed down, amen. I can now approach those questions from a different perspective and let God enlighten me, okay? Amen, praise Jesus. Now listen, so I started seeing a lot of this stuff about the apocrypha recently. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let me, you know, let me, let me see what they talking about, right? Here's the thing. Back when I was in college and I was taking my cinema studies classes, uh, my favorite cinema studies course, my favorite, favorite course was taught by this one professor who before every movie he showed us in class, he would always say the same thing, give the same speech every single time. Um, it didn't matter what we were covering that particular week in class, that particular day in class or whatever. Because, you know, in college, you know, everything is weekly. It's not like high school, you know. So on Tuesdays, you got this class. And on Wednesdays, you got this class. You know, that type of deal, right? Okay. So... Um, his speech every time before he showed us a new movie, he would say, all right, everybody. All right, class, clear your minds, take out all preconceived notions and enjoy the experience of the film. 
every time before he showed any movie because we were watching movies of you know different cultures different eras different genres different you know uh different everything and so every movie he showed there was a reason why he was showing it there was something specific we were covering right that he wanted to the movie was a great example of for example when we were covering auteur theory um auteur theory is the perspective of a director so when you look at a director's body of work, no matter who that director may be, they all have a signature of how they direct movies. There's something specific that they include in movies. The person who was the best at this was Alfred Hitchcock. So when we covered Hitchcock and we looked at the different uh, devices he used in his films to tell stories, right? It was, you know, a whole thing, right? So every class, every movie, he say, hey class, clear your minds. No preconceived, mo no preconceived notions. Enjoy the experience of the film, right? Okay, amen. I still use that to this day. Whenever I'm being introduced to something I have no experience with, regardless of what it is. Clear my mind, no preconceived notions. Let me just enjoy the experience of whatever it is. So I went into the apocrypha like that. I'm gonna keep saying it like that because it sounds funny to me. I could be dead wrong on pronouncing it, but whatever. I went to the apocrypha like that. That's the point. Clear my mind. No preconceived notions. And I just listened. I saw that they put it on audio tape. Because, you know, we in 2023. That's the beautiful thing about it. Uh, we don't have to search for all these written texts. Somebody somewhere and transcribe things. And that is an audio book. Amen. So I thought it would be fun to read the apocrypha of uh, Abraham. Because Abraham was pretty important. Father Abraham. He's the father of the of the covenant. Right? The, 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 the father of the world. The father of many nations. Right? Amen. I'm reading, I'm listening, because it's audiobook. I didn't make it five minutes, y'all. I didn't make it five minutes. It hit my spirit wrong. I was listening to it, and I was like, you know, here's why. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm going somewhere. Follow me. Well, no, don't follow me. Follow Jesus, but, you know, listen. <laughs> I didn't like the way that came out, so listen. Um, Before I watched or, well, listen, before I listened to the audiobook of the Apocrypha, okay, because it was a video auto audiobook, that's why I said watch, but uh, before I listened to the Apocrypha, I went and looked up what the Apocrypha really was. That's how I knew that the Apocrypha was the name of the missing books of the Bible, right? When you research the Apocrypha, you notice that it's it's like 20 books or so, and they're the stories of other characters in the Bible. The stories of all the characters in the Bible. There's, there was the apocrypha of uh, Abraham. There's one of Moses. There's some other ones, right? And the reason why they're called that is because the authorship is dubious. It's important. The authorship is dubious. They People, because I need y'all to catch this because it's important. Over time. This is important now. Over time, people were sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? But before they even got to Jesus's era, y'all, this is important. The Hebrews did such a great job. The Hebrews did such a great job of telling and sharing their stories and passing it down from generation to generation and generation. Everybody who was a part of the covenant, all of Abraham's kids who did right, because remember, 
Everybody didn't always do right. There were some people that fell away and, and did their own thing and missed out on covenants and blessings, i.e. Esau, i.e. Ishmael. Ishmael wasn't a part of the covenant because that was with uh, Abraham's side chick, okay? But follow me. People who were a part of the covenant, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, their descendants, for all of the kids who were obedient, for all of the kids who feared God, fearing mean respect, they passed down the story of their family from generation to generation. And y'all, it was so impactful. The story was consistent. This is important. The story was consistent. So when it comes to these apocryphos, the reason why they were problematic is because people couldn't verify Wait, this wasn't part of the story that I heard. You know how like the game telephone, the story start one way, but by the time it break down, you hear all this stuff and it's not the original story. No, the story was so consistent when there were verses of the story that didn't line up and people couldn't confirm where it came from. That's how it got left out. That's how it got left out. And when you listen to the apocrypha, see, I'm grateful. God knew me, like praise God for, for knowing how I'm made. And he had to give me the Moses treatment. Moses did what he did and he knew he had a plan for Moses, but he let Moses sit aside for 40 years before he called on him and was like, okay, I'm ready for you. I can use you for what I need you for. You know, no, I needed you to grow up and mature first, but I'm ready for you now. Come on in. Okay, amen. Because <laughs> he know, I will, I, will, I will read me some Bible, but I wasn't as diligent in my Bible reading as I am now. I'm, I'm much better. Much better than what I was when I had more leisure time, but I didn't take the time. Amen. That's a whole nother story. This ain't about me. Let's keep going. Now, he, uh, because I could hear it through audiobook and I'm listening, I cut out the preconceived notions. I just wanted to know what it was. I didn't know what it was, but it hit my spirit wrong. Because even as hearing it, it didn't sound like firsthand experiences. I'm going to tell you exactly what it sounded like. It sounded like somebody trying to speak on something that they heard. When you listen to them, the, the, the stories of the apocryphas now, not the Bible. They come from a perspective of someone who didn't experience the experience. They come from a perspective of an outsider. The sound, the tone, everything about it. And I'm not talking about the narrator who's reading the text. I'm, I'm more sophisticated than that. I'm talking about the tone of what was written and what was shared. Sounds like an outsider. It sounds like somebody who attended a meeting about something. You know, <laughs> like, let's say Abraham had a family dinner at his house. And, you know, he got his, his son, his grandson, and he talking. And there's some people in the neighborhood. Oh, you haven't, oh, y'all haven't fit food? Oh, I want to come. And they go over there, they having wine. And they in the room, and they hear him talking to his son or whatever. But they not in the covenant, and they just picked up on bits and pieces. And they want to speak about it because they want the clout too. That's what it sound like. When I tell you God put in my spirit psalms, he was like, Arana, go read Psalms. And when you read Psalms, Psalms is David's personal diary. And when I was reading Psalms, I'm like, David wrote to you every day, didn't he? Got the confirmation. Yes. When you read Psalms, it sounds personal. You, you can see and feel like David was talking and seeking God daily, day after day. When you read Psalms, you are reading David's journal. It's personal. And check, oh, I'm about to shout. Everybody knew it. 
You guys, this it was no mistake. Everybody of that era knew it. They knew that was who they king was. They knew that was how David got down. So that's why the day of Pentecost, when Peter had to testify, Peter quoted Psalms. Not once, not twice, four times. You understand? Oh, I'm about to cry. Peter started quoting Psalms. <laughs> Jesus came from the line of David. Jesus was a descendant of David's bloodline. Gee, from David came Solomon. All the way down, King Josiah, all those people, because that's the line of Judah, Jesus. And when, <laughs> when Peter had to get up and testify about his homie, who he rolled with, who he broke bread with, who he was just so grateful and happy he got forgiven for, for his miscon well, for his um his offense. <laughs> when he had to speak on his behalf to people who just wanted to know more about what really went down and they wanted to hear from a person who had been there and seen that. Peter hopped up and quoted Psalms because even Peter knew. Peter, the one that when Jesus approached him personally, he was like, you the, you the Messiah. You, I know a real nigga when I see one, you the Messiah. And Jesus was like, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, you know, because Peter was already in his Bible. Peter knew Psalms. Everybody knew that that was David's personal journal. And when Peter got up to testify, Peter quoted Psalms and not the opera creeper. Okay? So, so, I say that to say, get the good news. When you get some time, especially because Easter's coming up, get in Psalms, uh, get in, yes, get in Psalms, but get in Acts. And read about the day of Pentecost, the days leading up to Pentecost, all those things. But also remember what Peter said, Acts chapter 2, verse 40. You got to save yourself from this cursed generation. This, this generation that is so obsessed with toxicity. This generation that's so obsessed with going against purpose. Going against who they were created to be and what they were created to do. And they're so strongly against themselves because they refuse to be all they could be. They refuse to get the knowledge and seek the knowledge that can make them better. They are comfortable in operating in toxicity, dysfunction, and mediocrity and misery love company. So they can't just do that by themselves. They want to invite you in. You're going to need a word and you're going to make sure you need to make sure that you save yourself from this cursed generation. All right? I love y'all. Take that with y'all. God bless y'all. Mwah. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Truth Elation's Tough Love Notes. I've been your host, comedian Arana the Virgo. Remember to check out my website, www.aranathevirgo.com. That's www.aaronathevirgo.com. T-H-E-V-I-R-G-O dot com. If you would like to sow a seed of gratitude or support this podcast, that is the best place to go. Also, if you like my style and you want to see more of my creative content, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel or join my YouTube membership group. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify. It's absolutely free to do that. In the meantime, I pray that you are healthy, safe, and protected until we meet again.
God bless you. I'm feeling Missy like this got me Missy high. I wanna stack up all my chips and live that Missy life. I'm getting gritty like.